What's up, everybody? It's your boy, The Bishop. It's your boy, Jay Seward, a.k.a. Lazy Tom. <laughs> Sound like you're speaking in French, bro. <laughs> hey, you are listening to the Backview Crew, where we're going to have a simple conversation, but make it more fun for you at the back of the church, not the front of the church. Right. Jay, you can't do one word. You got to give four sentences. <laughs> If you want to come out right, let's stick with one word. Let's do- <laughs> hey, buckle up. It's getting ready to be a live experience. Whether you're watching on Facebook or listening to us on your nearest podcast, we want to have fun with you right here on the Back to Crew. Yes. What's up, people of the pew? Okay. Look, I, got, I have no control over the sound right now. Because I'm, I'm in an excited place Because as we sit in the Seward Studios Overlooking the beautiful Houston Galleria area Whatever that tower building is Y'all, y'all have asked Y'all have DM'd I think one of y'all almost got me into it with my wife behind this uh, With that late message you sent at 11 o'clock To ask what that song was Well, you no longer have to bother me or mine Because <laughs> <laughs> The the author of those songs that y'all hear in our background playing all the time <laughs> is here. Mr. Oh, y'all look. I, y'all know I got to do this right. I got to do this the right way now. The Mr. <laughs> Michael Dixon is here. <laughs> Not the applause. <laughs> if you didn't think that was coming, absolutely, absolutely the applause. Oh man, you know I have been, I've been, now y'all, I got to have a real moment with you guys, because you guys wrote us over a month ago saying, hey, you know, can we get Michael Dixon into the studio, or at least get a call in an interview, you know, being cognizant of COVID, okay, um, and so we reached out, we reached out to you to make it happen, we, we had several moments where we connected to make this thing a reality, and first time scheduling some stuff changed for me. Then the next time, we call COVID. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I'm like, what is he bringing to, the, to this interview that, that the enemy, you know, because we all saved, so we have to blame the devil. Even if it's not the devil, it just sounds good to say the enemy had a hand in this. It just feels good, Okay. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, yo, hold on. I got to get my song in the background because y'all know, y'all know my favorite song. There we go. Okay. So I was just like, what in the world is going on? So I was like, you know, surely at this point, he's going to say, no, I don't think I can make this because this didn't drop like two or three times already. And you didn't. You just oh, no. you just hit me with these yups. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Work. So by the grace of God, it worked out um Fortunately, you are here today, man, and I'm excited because I have questions. Um, Hopefully, I have answers. <laughs> I hope you do because people had questions too. So, um, I think this is really awesome. Your music, your sound is different. You know, I was just saying today, I'm like, man, I get a. Um, when you're singing in your natural tone, Mm-hmm. It's like a Marvin Gaye feel to it. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> it is. It, because it's it's this soft, effortless connection. You have a, a good way of blending, giving that sound, your vocal placement. You're not trying to do a bunch of runs. You're not trying to be the loudest singer. Like, you're just 
an authentic worshiper. Well, like, that, that's part because <laughs> my voice has limits. <laughs> well, at so, least, uh, well, uh, wait a minute. Now that that a minister all in itself, because I think sometimes people forget the limitations of their vocal and they go singing outside of their limits. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I know folk that's singing, you know, they, their voice stops in Houston, but they have stretched it to Dallas. And that's why when you talk to them, they have the sign language because they have sung down. But, okay, I, I got a lot of, look, it's a lot, okay? So we have a full hour. It's a lot in this hour, that's okay? Good. Now, look, there was a moment where you came to Greater Grace Houston mm-hmm. right before covid yeah. And sung it our love night. Yeah. Now, was- y'all, this was a love night. Let me just minister to this, okay? I can't talk to it because I'm saved. I have to minister to it. No, seriously, though, you came to the love night, and it was a, we've all been singing Marvin Gaye and all, you know, Al Green, and Michael Dixon comes in. And does, I love you, Jesus. Well, okay, y'all know black people. We don't do original not, titles. The song is really song. called More Than Anything. But, um, you know, us being us, I Love You, Jesus is the song. Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say that. And you sung that and messed us up. <laughs> we forgot we was there to be in love with each other and went back to, you know. The funny thing about that event, um, I didn't know what the event was. Oh, uh, One of my my... One of my best friends, Jerome Wilkes. Uh-huh. I've known him since elementary school. Wow. If I can come sing. So I was like, okay, sure. And I walk in and y'all in the lobby. I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Big as the church in, is, they in the lobby. Folks okay. was in dresses that weren't church church dresses. They was not. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Fellas holding their wives a little lower than normal. We ain't doing no upper back holes. We, we didn't drop that hand down a little bit. So... And I, I don't know a lot of, like, I listen to a lot of music, but I don't know a lot of lyrics. Right. And so when I saw everybody was singing, like, R&B style music, I was like, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of songs, but I don't know them enough to sing them correctly. To do that. And right. So right. let me just go for what I know. <laughs> and this love night is going to be love on Jesus night. <laughs> Man, that's what happened by the time we was done. Couples, couples that was just, like, you know, grooving with each other. They got their hands lifted. They messed up. I'm like, okay, that was, you know, but I watched how you did it so effortlessly. I mean, you really just came in and, and it was like that moment you took that breath to, to go into the song. That was it. After, I mean, we were done, which was great because it brought it back mm-hmm. to Christ. It really glued the night together. And But that was not my first time encountering your music. I had... In, I had never seen you live or in person, but I was, this song, Hello Sunshine, the one that you guys are hearing in the background, I was having the worst day ever in my life. It was the very worst day ever. And this song just so happened to have come on in the rotation. And, um, and I was like, yo, what's what's funny is I didn't catch the whole song. I just caught the end. It's already looking better. Mm-hmm. I just caught that. You know, I'm like, okay, I like that little groove. So I replayed the song. But what I did not know was that by the end of my day, because I worked on the road, I was always traveling. Okay. So I'm always in my car. I was going into service accounts and stuff, and then I'd get down the road. By the end of the day, I'd played that song 14 times. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm serious. I had it on repeat. It was on for that that entire work day. 
I'm serious. That was one of the worst. I was way out in Waller County, out there by PB. I used to live in Waller. I, really? Well, then you know what I'm talking about. I was out there in Waller, way out there by PB and 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 uh, the barbecue place and all that good stuff. And uh, and I knew I was having a bad day because I didn't stop at Waller County line and get any barbecue. So I knew that was a bad day for me. But that song got me through this day, and I'm like. Wow. What possesses a person to write a song like "Hello Sunshine"? Uh, man, that all of my music and and that I've put out, it, it all comes from a personal place. Um, that's just my writing style, and right. that particular song came out of depression. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so to to hear the testimonies of, of people who have listened to that song, it it just it makes me smile because I remember what where I was when I wrote that song. I had just came out of depression. Wow! And it felt like uh, there was a commercial for um, an anxiety depression med- medication. I can't remember what the medication was, but it was like a dark. Cloud, cloud. I, I know, ju- I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was literally how I felt when I was in my depression. And when I came wow. out of it, it felt like I had not seen the sunshine. And so, <laughs> right there and then, it was like, "Hello, sunshine! Wow, it's been a while since I've seen you." Because it's literally like felt like. That. But what's what I could I could relate. I, I was I was I was like, man, where where do you grab? The emo- because you know when we're out of a situation, mm-hmm. going back to it, it's just like, you know, you don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to that moment. I'm yeah. out of it. You know, uh, we're in a generation now where it's better to talk about everything good, nothing bad. Yeah. So to even <laughs> draw from that, and then to get such a beautiful song because it's a feel good song. It's not depressing. You know, it's just one of those songs where you had to have had that life experience to mm-hmm. to write about it. Yeah. Because to even sing it, you got to be like, let me go do my checklist and see if I can relate. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, I can relate to this whole entire song. Walk, walk, walking on water, this, this whole thing about walking on water, what was, I mean, because you did a full production. I mean, you went all <laughs> out. I was like, man, this budget is serious. I mean, <laughs> at what level of, of belief in yourself does one have, I mean, not just in, in yourself, but in God, does one has to, has to have to even walk something like that out? Man, that entire project was a faith project. Um, Talk about again, faith. Again, I was in a, in a space where it, it got bad. I, I was ready to quit Christianity. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Now we're getting into some, <laughs> we didn't drop some cuss words, quitting Christianity. I, I, we get into a real place now. Yeah. When you say, I was ready to quit Christianity, when, when you say that, because you got to know we're in a culture now where people, especially gospel singers, they are quitting. Like, I don't know, like somebody hired them in the gospel room. They are quitting. <laughs> and R&B is hiring them left and right. So, when you say you were ready to quit Christianity, like you got to speak to that. Like, yeah. what was that? Um, so I, at the time I had been a worship leader going on 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Uh, that was how you did that. It was rough because I was at uh, good hope in third ward. 10 minutes be killing me. <laughs> we were having three <laughs> services a Sunday 
and then I ended up at the Luke in Humble. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, you were so that was that was ten. I was going on ten years, and on top of that, I was doing my own artistry ministry. Right. Right. And I was finding myself being the encourager, being the one that that mm. that was musically getting people through. Wow. I was going home <laughs> with my lights off. <laughs> I was going home broke. I was going home broken. Broken. Um, oh, wow. And I, I was tired because I was I, in my head. I was like, God, I'm doing all this work for you, but nothing is working for me. So, like, wow. I can't continue this. This is not working for me. I can't continue doing this. So, I have to ask this because when... <sighs> Having been through that, having been in those spaces where I, I sung my heart out, but not because I had something to give, but because I really needed something. You know, I was just singing from brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are giving that much of yourself, do you, at this point, having done it more than 10 years now, did, do you now understand why your fight is harder, why your battle is, is heavier? Yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> but but here, here's the but the look, I wasn't ready for all this 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 straight up honesty, okay? Just being real. Why? Why do why do you because here's the thing, as someone who puts out this kind of music that gives so much hope, you can only imagine, I think one those that understand can only imagine the weight you have to carry to be the the the, the one that bursts this out. And that's the part that people don't see. And I'm, I'm always joking to my friends. I just want to write surface gospel music, stuff about you know God being amazing, stuff like that. Yeah. Because the the, the music <laughs> Did you that say I write, surface, you know, stuff just just on. I the never surface. heard that before. Really surface, deep. surface gospel. <laughs> I ain't never heard. That. I'm using that one. That's yeah, when you, you know, talk about what stuff like that's just you, you know, know is that like that? God the, is great. Thank you for loving me. You know. Okay. That just, type of stuff. The, that the that basics. type of music. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that. We're gonna call that uh, what you said. Your surface gospel music. S- surface. Yeah. Okay. So surface. that's not CCM. That's it's just on the surface. Okay. That's SGM. Okay. That's gonna be good. We're gonna start a new genre. Yeah. You go SGM artist of the year will be. Okay. So I have to ask: When you say you hate it, you know what? Why? I I I hated having to go through for others. Wow! Oh, that's good. Because the the type of music that I that that God allows me to create, I have to go through it. Right. And I don't be wanting to do that. Yeah, because you can't. You, you you don't seem like an artist that can sing about what you have not lived through. Oh, and I can't. And, wow. And I don't. And that's why I I was I'm always joking about. I just want to make you know surface music. But, but you know what? So, doesn't allow me to do that. I don't know if you guys follow, and and as you guys listen to this podcast as it airs this Friday, and you're getting it, um, your Facebook, your social medias are are very comical. <laughs> like they, they you, <laughs> I'm like you post some stuff that is 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 I mean very. I'm like, where did I get this from? And then at first, let me tell you. Now I have to be honest. At first, I'm like, who? Who is he stealing these posts from? <laughs> and then when I couldn't find them, and they wouldn't, like you know, when they wouldn't, because normally when someone steals a steal a post, you you're gonna see, gonna see it, it at some point, right? <laughs> so, but when you would make these posts, and I'm dying laughing, 
And then I never see it again. I'm like, okay. Because, see, I'm big on that. I'm big on post-originality. I, <laughs> I don't. I just lose some level of respect for people who, if I find a post that you did not make up, you're, you know, you're, you're something else to me. Okay? <laughs> but your posts are very comical. So it's almost hard to think with that kind of music, those kind of posts, you would get this Michael Dixon that says, yo, I'm, I really can't do this. I don't want to do this. Oh, yeah, man. If, if, if you follow me on social media, uh, you probably see how transparent I am. I do. Um, I love to laugh. I laugh 24-7. Um, but I also, I'm against the notion of there's like a, a secret social media model that you show the best and you hide the rest. And you hide the rest. Um, oh, my God. I'm against that. <laughs> I, love, man, I love what you said. That is true. You show the best. I ain't never heard that, but I'm going to use that. You came up with that? I did not. You, what you tell whoever did come up with that, I, it's mine now, okay? I'm going to add a few more words so you show the best of yourself and hide the rest of yourself. Now, that's mine. No, that's but, yours. But, so, but you decided, I'm not going to follow that. I'm not going to do, uh, I'm not going to show the best. I'm going to show everything in its entirety. Yeah. And now you have to know, being a public figure, because let's be honest, you are, you, you are in a number of the public circuits. You can... You've sung on some of the best stages in this city. Um, I mean, God, you've had that opportunity. But I have to ask you, in doing this, what has been to you one of your best moments as 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 an artist? Ooh, there have been many. Um, I think uh, so far the best moment. Um, I did a release concert for the Walk on Water Project. And I, I know I hate I missed that my entire family there, and that was the first time that my family as a whole, and when I say my entire family, we are a very close knit family. So I'm talking mm -hmm. all of my mom's sisters and brothers and my cousins. There's wow. a lot of us. We all grew up very close, close knit. Um, but this was the first time that my family as a whole got to see this side of me. Um, I come from a very athletic family. I'm not the tallest person in my family. Wait. I'm very tall. <laughs> so, I was just about to say, you're not the tallest. I am not. We, There's we got, taller. We got some seven-footers. and. Oh, you know. no. So Y'all ain't, ain't on no family tree. Y'all are the family tree. <laughs> that is tall. Like the tree. The tree. I come from a very athletic family, and that that is like our, um, that's in our DNA. We wow. all play sports and not just play, we all excelled at it. Wow. Um, but I decided to take a different path. Um, and this was the first time that my family got to see me in my element. And it was it was just amazing to one see their response, to to feel their support. Right, was, right. That, that was amazing to me. Now, I I I had an athletic family. But I was not. <laughs> the only thing I could beat anybody to is the kitchen table, okay. And if you if you want to race me to that table, you find out I'm I'm very quick. But I I think coming from that understanding, having your family there to support you, um, knowing what you had been through to get to that moment. What did that moment say to you, knowing what you knew, experiencing what you're experiencing in that now moment, and um, having lived through all of this, what did that moment give back to you or say to you as an artist or a person? It, it, it showed me that, that my purpose was being fulfilled. Wow. Um, because I was able to spiritually affect people who 
I never thought I would ever reach, being my family. Because in my and and this is just in my mental space. This has nothing to do with my family. This is just what I thought because of who my family was and what they did. I thought that because I wasn't doing what the family lineage did, that the family didn't support me. And wow. So start a fight if you want. (laughs) And this is and and it's this. Wasn't reality. This was just me in my mental space. Your interpretation yeah. of yeah, and 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 it wasn't true, but well, it was your truth. Yeah, it was your truth. I think that's the, the one of the powerful, most powerful things I I soon later realized in my life was there is a gift of your truth, and that's what's true to you. That's like you said. Doesn't mean it's right. Definitely doesn't mean it's wrong. But it does mean this is what I have lived with, you know, throughout my life. Mm-hmm. So I have to say. To experience that, to to walk in this space, knowing okay, I'm outside of my lineage. I'm outside of. I'm, I'm glad you use that that uh, terminology. I'm outside of you know the norm for my family. Walking in that space, knowing you're walking in it by yourself, um, spiritually at least, um, to know that you're in that space alone. Why would you stay in that space? <laughs> you know, like yeah, I'm out. Um, <laughs> I, I ain't got to be by myself, you know. I knew that's what I was called to do. Um, wow. And I knew that early on. My grandmother, um, she passed when I was real young, like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but my aunt always told me that my grandmother said that I would be a singer. Wow. And I didn't sing when I was little. That was, I guess my grandmother was prophetic. She just knew. I was working. She knew. Um, and that, that this has been... What I've done. This is all that I've loved. This is all that I've done. Now let me be real. And and you you you've been real thus far. <laughs> now we we know music is not easy. So it's I have to be clear about this. Doing some of the things that you have done, having gone into some of the spaces that you've gone into, and to be who you have been able to become, that's not a small situation. You know, that's not a um that's not a by luck or you oh, know no. just you know just great and grand. You're in Houston where everybody really is supposed to wail, holler, hit them rafters, and come down. And so you know <laughs> you know you're in this you're in the city where you know it's 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 a club, it's a click around here. You know it's only room for a select few. And um, to be in this city and have carved out your lane. Carved out recognition, carved out um, you know partnerships in ministry, and to uh, to me um, move yourself to be one of the premier worship leaders in this city. That is not a small feat, you know. That's not something that you. I don't care how you what what happens. Your car could get repossessed. You still have to remember who you are, you know, because doing this, especially in this 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 area, let's just be real. It's not easy. I tell people all the time, you got a better chance of dying and going to hell than just having any kind of success out here in these Houston streets because these streets don't just hand out success because these streets don't really experience success like that. So you can't be fooled to think, you know, let's be real. You can be, you can see a level of success in Atlanta because success dwells there. It don't always dwell here. It's hit or miss. It's come and go. And, Sometimes being seen is the best you're going to get in this space. So to be an artist to, that carves out your name, your lane, 
in this area. Do you ever have a moment where that just shock you? Like, oh um, yeah, this is very shocking. Um, it, <laughs> man, I when I when I when I came from PV when I moved back to Houston, uh-huh. um, that's when I I really started like going as an artist because I was right. just doing BGVs for people and writing for people. Um, but once I got back to Houston, and then I realized, whoa, these people can really sing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and they can. Houston, Houston, Houston has some singers, okay? Truly. like Man. And so it was very intimidating. And some in, in the time, I, I dealt with a lot of insecurity over that. Right. Um, and then God literally told me, and it's funny because my current project that I'm working on is dealing with this situation of my life. Mm. Um, God told I'm ready. me, I made you uniquely and no one can do what you can do so be you <laughs> that's the truth right there bro I'm just, that, that's what there's I mean. a truth to that i mean there is no one that you know what happens i'm gonna be honest that takes so much time to to walk into this gift that you have and accept that unique ability mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and a lot of discovery because when you're surrounded by the raptor singers the heavy singers the high notes the the, the constant rips and runs it, it it let the, the Kimberell syndrome, you know, people just in Houston think that, you know, all over the world, anywhere you go, you run into people that that feel that that this is how we have to sing. It's hard to say, OK, this is I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this in gospel. I'm not going to take this over the R&B. I'm not going to take this over the neo soul. I'm going to stay planted and do this in this space. It's. You, I'm serious. There has to be a level of confidence, <laughs> man. God was walking with you on that water. That's I mean, all I know. When, when God, when God spoke to me and told me that, I, I really walked in that, and I would, I would go sing at like musicals and stuff. And I mean, now it makes sense because you, you have on the build all of these singers who are amazing singers, but mm-hmm. they're all kind of doing the same thing stylistically right. right and then i get up and i'm a complete detour from that from that so people automatically remember that because you've been inundated with all of the same the whole night and, and then you just get this one person comes up that just so takes it somewhere different i took that to everything that i did and that's really how i got my name out and how people started to recognize me because I wasn't doing what everybody was doing. Not, and them not knowing that I'm not doing what everybody else can do because I can't do it. So <laughs> I'm not, not going to try to imitate. I'm just going to do what I can do. Not because you were just so focused on being different. It's just like, <laughs> just I'm limited. <laughs> There's no extra to get out of me. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm out here in the limited, in the limited world. <laughs> Um, you are that limited edition, okay? <laughs> so there's no expectation here. But to come into that space and not be, and I know just as a singer, um, it's hard to go in those spaces. You have to have a sense of self and a sense of calling to go into those spaces and not want to give in to the desire to go into the high note or go in heavy. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, there are not many singers who can go in and start a song without the musicians and have them come in. You know, there's not many singers that can go in and do that. Most singers need the musicians to just get their confidence up. I I would rather sing acapella one because I I don't have the loudest voice. Right. And when I try to push past my limits, I will be without a voice. Well, amen to that. So I, would, I love to sing acapella. One, I can connect better. 
and I can move at my own pace, and I, I'll do that all day. <laughs> See, and look, I thought when I when I first heard you, well, when I first heard the song, I'm like, great, the studio did great. They mixed him well. <laughs> they mixed him down. They did great. <laughs> but then when I heard you live, and I'm like, oh, no, this is natural. He's just, I don't even know how much the studio did at this point. <laughs> That's the you know, when you sung I Love I Love You I'm, well, More Than Anything, let's call it by the right title. When you sung More Than Anything and in the way that you did, bringing the house down, not, you know what, I, what I've learned is you have this, there's this space between what you give and what God pulls. Mm. There's, there's just that moment where you give exactly what's needed for God to do what he needs to do. And it's almost in a sense where it's like God is saying, because you're not competing with my ability, I am going to enhance your ability. And so, and by that, I mean, sometimes let's be honest, you have singers who go into these spaces and they, they're not relying on their anointing. They're not even relying on Christ because they've been so complimented on their ability. They've stopped expecting God to meet them in any room. Because they've been able to live on their ability. And then these are the ones we walk out the room and say, oh, my God, did you hear how anointed they were? And it was just a bunch of rips runs. And everybody left feeling good, but nobody left delivered. Nobody left changed. Nobody left better than they came. See, there's a difference. And so I've just learned. um, My bishop was saying something that just stuck out to me and when he said it I thought about you um, we hadn't even talked yet this is our first time ever really holding a conversation because right. all my replies y'all have been three no more than three words <laughs> yep that's cool alright we can you know little, little short words right so I have to uh, but he said you have anything you have been through you now have the authority to speak to and I think as a singer as, as someone who is called to minister out to the nation because it's not just Houston, it's the world that needs this voice, this sound. As someone who has that gift, you have to go through more than the normal because you have to minister to more than the normal. So I know there's probably a great suffering that goes with all of that. You know, that Mary J. Blige syndrome when, you, when you're going through and it's in your music. <laughs> but I have to ask you, as a worshiper, as a worship leader, you know, because let's think about it. Ten years ago, you've been doing praise and worship more than ten years. That's about thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. So let's go back thirteen years ago. Praise and worship was—I mean, choirs were still kind of like the thing. You know, you may have had a solo was 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 still thirteen years ago was still pulling up. Praise and worship was really coming into the fold. It wasn't—it wasn't what it is today. You know, the choir's X'd out. You're only getting four singers on that stage with the mic, and they're going to lead the whole service with their songs, okay? Yeah. And so what has changed to you in 13 years in the way um, praise and worship is approached? Like, what has changed for the good and for the bad? Ooh, that is a, a heavy <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm known to ask them. But <laughs> <laughs> let me proceed with grace. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to sit here with favor. Man. <laughs> Ooh, things have, wow, um, things have changed a lot. I think the, the good part about it, um, I think black church has um, developed a better appreciation for vertical worship. Um, you better minister, sir. 
Um, You're not lying. Our our um, our culture, church wise in general, is very horizontal. Um, right. It's very right. so person true. to person. Um, it's very uh, um, problem driven. It's very situation driven. It's very <laughs> emotional, and that's not our fault. It comes from because our our culture was shaped through oppression. And that's our right. view of God is from oppression. Um, and so I think that is one of the good factors that have come uh, with the, the influx of praise and worship. Um, now, one of the bad things is it is erasing our culture. Um, it is. And I, I think that they can both coexist together they and they should coexist together. I agree. Um, I agree. Y'all, it's Michael Dixon. I, I mean, <laughs> I think after 13 years, you could just call yourself the king of praise and worship. Well, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I, 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 I would do that. One, because I, I tell artists this all the time. Um, I have two assignments. I have a local assignment, which is leading worship at my local assembly. Um like you can talk to my manager. I don't take worship leading gigs outside of Houston because that's really? not what I'm called. I'm not called to wow. be a worldwide worshiper, worship leader. Um, that is great. <laughs> I have that assignment, and then I have my. I'll be like, yeah, book. I take Atlanta assignment. I won't do it. So, so you, so you see it as two assignments. It's definitely two assignments, wow. and I try not to mix the two. Um, being a worship leader and that experience helps me as an artist because when I'm ministering as the artist Michael Dixon and those moments happen to where I have to facilitate, I'm able to do that because I have that worship leader background. Wow. Um, so I, I, the two coexist, but they operate separately. That's powerful. And let me try to think that's powerful because nobody's ever told me they have two, they have two assignments. <laughs> You know, everybody, I, don't, I don't like that much homework. <laughs> so to accept both assignments, I, I think you have this strong sense of awareness. I keep saying that because you have a, a, a clear concept of who you are in the body of Christ and what you're called to bring to the body of Christ. This song, Walk on Water, I, I, want, I want to let the people hear. I got to let you guys hear this um, because somebody, somebody, Actually, three of you somebodies found this song because I don't play this song in the background <laughs> and kept writing about it. So today I'm going to honor that request. We're going to play Walk on Water. Uh, Michael Dixon, he's in the studio with this guys. When we come back, we're going to talk about this song here and what it represents. Because every time I hear oh, it, <laughs> I just have a different relationship with God. All right, y'all. I won't look down. You have my trust, Lord. I know you won't let me drown. You've never failed, and you never will. So I'll just keep walking. I will not It's been tested It's hard to trust what's not seen Blindly walking 
If I played this whole song, I think, truth be told, I'd be on the floor. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, someone be picking me up. Um, seriously. And uh, I didn't, what's crazy is I never, I, I've listened to this whole album. I, walking on, I never listen to the title track. I never do for some reason. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't, title tracks and me just have a history. They're never good. They're never, they never connect. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it. What's funny is I had um, one of our listeners wrote in to us, and they said, hey, this song, you've never played this song. And I'm like, well, I, I'm, I play what we can't, <laughs> you know. And, um, and they said, well, please play this song. Uh, you know, between listening to your show, um, I'd like to share my story. And I said, well, please share. And this girl named by, woman, excuse me, this woman, beautiful woman, so rude. Um, by the name of LaShonda. I'm going to leave her last name unknown. But LaShonda, you listen and you know who you are. Um, she wrote and said that this song ministered to her at a time when she was making a life decision. Touch my heart. <clears throat> because she was leaving and going out of the workplace. This is in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, wow. This, this is when, awesome. yeah, this was 2020. When well, Yeah, no, this was early this year. Well, coming out of 2020. So 2021. Actually, when we first came on the air, we only did our second t episode. Oh wow! And we played, um, we played "Hello Sunshine," and then so by the third episode, she had wrote this letter and had said, to one, can y'all get him to can y'all <laughs> interview him because I'm loving his music and I'm listening to it," and then two, she wanted to share this story of how she walked away from a 13, 14 year job. And it was a faith move, but in hearing from God, she didn't have clarity of what this season was. She didn't know. She didn't know what she was doing. She just knew God said there was more for her, and she had to trust him. But she couldn't have a she couldn't gain understanding. So I'm paraphrasing because I wasn't smart enough to go and, and go into the other Facebook page and print out the thing. Um if I because I didn't realize I was gonna end up telling the story. But what she shared was this song got her through this idea of trusting God. And what it caused her to do was to realize that she spent all 2020 walking on water. When she said that, that this, that this, this song put her year in, in perspective, it then turned around and put my year in perspective that in a year where people were dying every day, Every single day. And then they would go down the list and say obesity or diabetes or some of these other things that I, you, or whoever else has gone through. She lived through it. 
And it was like trusting God with something, walking on water. You don't know what's beneath you. You don't, you shouldn't even be on water. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't even be walking on water. And so I love this because my bishop was talking about this when with with Peter and, and Jesus with this water thing. And people always look at the fact that Peter lost faith, but they never look at the reason that Peter ever got out of the boat into the water. Was that he's seen something there that gave him a reason to trust that if you can do it, if God, if you say I can do it, I'm going to try. I see you there. And so it was a reverse understanding. It wasn't about the drowning. It was about the courage it takes to stand on top of something you should be underneath. (laughs) You know, like when she got me to thinking, Hello Sunshine almost lost his number one spot for me because I'm now looking at the fact that in out of 365 days, more than 100,000 deaths, I was not one of them. Yeah. And to get through that was a trust for God. There's, we're in a time now when you don't have music that puts your, your life experience into words, into song. So in my meditation time, this is it's crazy. I went back to COVID when she mentioned it. So I, I wrote her and I'm like, thank you. She said, why? Well, because when I was going through COVID, I had this album on repeat. You know, when I laid in the bed, and people talk about the, the, the sickness, but the sickness was not as bad for me. It was my mind, my thoughts, you know, every day thinking, I'm going to die. I, I never forget people talking to me about Easter, and I'm like, y'all, stop talking to me about Easter, because I don't know if I'm going to make it to Easter. My birthday was April the 19th, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about my birthday, because I have a strong feeling in my spirit that I'm going to be dead, and I would never forget, I laid in my bed, I, I, I said, God, you're going to put a sound in my ear. And Jason Nelson and Michael Dixon, that's what God, I played both albums. I was, this is 14 days quarantine. I think about the six day end is when I start listening to music all the way to the end. And the ministry, to the point I'm walking around the house, I'm singing, walking, walking on water. I'm making these confessions. I'm going outside and I'm saying, hello, sunshine. At 7.30 in the morning, y'all, I was outside in my backyard walking around listening to hello, sunshine. Because I was moments away from just saying, okay, God, I can't do this. If you're going to take me, take me. Wow. So I say this because you never know. You know, we worry about the people we know. But God has called us to people who don't know us. Yep. They know our purpose, though. They know, they know why we're needed. They know why we're here, which is, thank God, you're here today. You know, but to hear these albums, it almost makes, and I don't want you to get the wrong idea, but it almost causes me to say, thank God for your suffering. Yeah. Because if you didn't have the strength to go through it, we wouldn't have this kind of music to pull us through. Yeah. You know, so I had to get you here because I'm like, yo, you know, I've been I've been following now since uh, what 2018, and that's when all of this popped off. <laughs> yeah, so I've been following. Yeah, so, well, you know, some of my friends down in Southeast Texas, oh, yeah. they've been following forever. <laughs> uh, I, I could name a few: Stephanie Kane, a couple yeah, of them. Yeah. They've been knowing you for. They've been following your music forever yeah. since you since you stepped into the industry. And I have to ask: Are you going to ever stop doing music? As long as God continues to fill up my pen, I'm gonna keep on writing. So even when it's not, even when music is not kind to you, music is never kind to me. 
never has never been kind to me. I tell people oh my God. all the time because songwriting is my my first passion. Yes, that, that was my first profession, and um, that is one of the professions where you have to have the toughest skin. Ah, I get rejection emails daily. So, do you send your songs out? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Now, okay. Now I have to ask y'all. Y'all gonna bear me? Have you ever had an artist record your music? I I have actually um, several. Um, oh, I ain't know this, y'all. I've had uh, many. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm on in the mic taking pictures, y'all. <laughs> now, now, who are you? Have to name drop if you don't want to. But I mean, we we can. We, okay, well, drop them names. Accomplishments, so might as well. Uh, uh, you probably know James Mabel if you know folks from East Texas. <laughs> James Mabel over at Antioch? I, I think he's like he's, he's one of the leaders at Antioch. But yeah, and he travels, and I, I, I love James Mabel. He's yeah, an James, awesome guy. I, I went to a PV with James. And oh, he's an awesome guy. James has been, he actually, he, um, he sung one of the songs that I wrote back at PV. Um, Come he, through. He, he led that song and um, ended up uh, giving the song to Chanel Dixon. Who is my my partner over at uh, the Loop? I gotta stop right there. Are y'all kin? We are not. We tell people that we, that we are now, but and I mean we've been at the Loop together. I've been having this it. question for years because I'm like, they have to be siblings. They both sing Everybody so well. They have to be siblings. We've been at the Loop together for four years now, and people still think that we're married. We get mothers and fathers' day oh, cards Jesus. from people. <laughs> Jesus, oh, y'all can uh, y'all could just lie and probably not go to hell. Uh, I mean, y'all might still get in, y'all could get in glory with that one because it's so. I look at them like either they are married or they are siblings. It's one or the other. So now I've solved that. I've solved that. So yeah, I, yeah, we, I just figured out Blue's Clues, okay? So I, I'm good now. Uh, some others. Uh, one that's coming soon is uh, Christina Bell. She played Twinkie in the Clark Sisters. You ain't got to tell me who Christina is. Yeah, I know. I think it's Cordero Brown. I think oh, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a manager. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure if he's a manager, but I know he's connected to her. Uh-huh. He's awesome. Um, okay. And uh, I have to mention my, my, my biggest so far. Okay, uh, mention this. Let me turn the music down because I want everybody to hear it. Now, go ahead. Uh, did a song for Gene Moore Jr. and that was nominated for a Grammy. And so, Grammy. Okay, so Grammy now you are Grammy nominated, <laughs> Michael Dixon. Do we put that title out there? I put it out there. Okay, I wouldn't even let nobody call me by my first name. You better put Grammy nominated. I wouldn't even be want to call Minister or nothing. I would. Everything would be on my obituary. Would be rest in peace, Grammy nominated. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I'm taking that. Taking At that Chick-fil-A, day. they'd be like, uh, Grammy nominated Michael Dixon? That's your order? <laughs> yes, thank you. But the, the funny thing about that, um, that, that whole situation came at a time where I was dealing with a lot of rejection as a songwriter. Wow. And I was kind of, mm. I was kind of like, God, you know, like, I need something. And I was doubting my, my gift. I was, I was doubting God. I was just like, what is happening? And so I think God made that situation to give me a glimpse into right. Come what's through. coming so I would hold on. <laughs> and so I'm grateful for, for that. Talk to the camera, situation. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, okay? I think that is, first of all, 
Because this is why I think this is crazy. Because to you know the level of faith you have to possess to go from not being a known person, just first of all not having the voice that matched the, the caliber of the environment, to sending out music to say, "Hey, I wrote this. This is my passion. Try it." To get to this place, I mean, I would just give myself trophies at the end of every year, you know. <laughs> This is I'd be like this is my trophy from self. This was a, a most consistent award. <laughs> I really love this award. I, y'all don't know I almost cried when they gave me this award. Okay. Like you work hard. You don't. You're not. It's a different culture. You're not waiting on someone on TikTok or Facebook to acknowledge your gift and oh, the, no, a okay. video to go viral. <laughs> you're out here literally. I think this is a lesson. And I say this is a lesson because I think artists and singers today, not just gospel, singers, period, that are out here right now singing their little hearts out, doing every little challenge that come out, they need to understand true work ethic because the false narrative is is if you sound good enough and you hit a good enough running, you get a few more viral clicks on your video, you're going to next level. And that's that's... That's true. Only true for a small number of people. That's a. That's. I think that is one of the biggest issues with the music industry as a whole. Right. Um, there. There's no more artist development. Um, Motown days are over. Nobody's paying dues anymore, and a lot of like I. I'll never have the mindset of I'm owed anything. Don't nobody owe me nothing in this industry. Right. I got to go get it. You got a minister. <laughs> and, 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 like, I think one of the best examples of this right now is the, the R&B artist, Her. A lot of people think that she's this overnight success. Her was signed when she was 13. Thir- yes. And they have been developing her that this All this time. time. And they finally released her. And right. And now you see... And now you see her. And so she's going to be an artist. They developed her to the point she forgot her name. She just, <laughs> she identified herself as a gender. She didn't want a name no more. She's just like, call me her. I don't, I don't even have to be a singer. Just, I'm her. Yeah. But you because they, they, they took the time. I use the analogy of this generation they, is, is like, everything has to be microwave. We want it now. Nobody wants to put things in the crock pot and let it simmer and let it sit. But but when you do that, like with an artist like her, her is going to be here for a long time. She's not a I just hate that I have though. to use improper grammar when I'm talking about her. <laughs> like her, her is here and people are like. H-E-R, she is. You know, I think too, when you look at it, I, I, this other guy I was listening to, his name is, is it Gibeon? Mm-hmm. I love his artistry because again, his sound is different and he's comfortable in who he is mm-hmm. as a vocalist. Anita Baker was the same way. She did not hear herself on the radio, so she had to create a lane vocally for the artist that she would essentially become. Mm -hmm. Artists like you are never forgotten. You know, when you listen to Layla Hathaway, you're never going to forget Layla because Layla sounds like no one but Layla. Lettucey, in all of her high-range glory, she's Lettucey. Mm -hmm. You know, so there are these artists that you won't forget because of... What they give you. Yeah. They, you know, I got to ask you a question. <laughs> yes. I played the song again. Who is this young lady you're singing with? <laughs> I have to ask because this woman of God yeah. wore my spirit out. Yeah. She left me <laughs> in a desolate place. Okay. There was nothing there when she was done. Yeah. This is and you two together. 
how did you how did you guys <laughs> I was like wait how do you okay <laughs> let's just have this conversation we're done I won't bother you anymore I'm over I'm, 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 my time is up I know <laughs> what is your creative process because listening to this I'm like his creative process has to be mind blowing <laughs> like to go into a space and you because you wrote all of these songs correct you song. arranged them as well right so how did you get up <laughs> do you not do you ever go back and listen to yourself and be like i know i should have more albums out than this surprisingly i and i don't want it to sound haughty or anything but i, I sometimes listen back to my music and like i hope you do really great if i put this out all i would listen to is my music i'm just being real it's like have you heard the latest brandy who brandy dixon i don't know her you know like the arrangements on this stuff what is okay back to my question because i need the answer what is the creative process to get this type of results so the the first off, I I found a producer who compliments me. Wow, um, Zach Fisher. I have not made a record without him, um, and we we bounce off each other. We fuss and fight uh, because <laughs> he he's an amazing musician and he has his um, thoughts and ideas, and I have my thoughts and ideas. Right. We kind of butt heads at times. But that's but, creative. I mean, yeah. but that's creative it, heart. It gets it gets it done. And yeah, so, creativity is not a given. And so I I always I'll write the song. Um, and if I'm ever in a space where um, I'm without lyrics, I'll pass it over to my my guy DJ, and he um, he's like my second hand writer. He. He can finish anything that I start. Really? <laughs> anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I'll shoot it over to Zach, and Zach will, like, Zach, because we've been working together for, like, four or five years now, he knows he knows me musically. Because I, I grew up with, with my, my mom. Musically. All she played was Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Anita Baker. So that was my musical upbringing. Um, it's so <laughs> such a departure from gospel. Okay? Oh yeah, I, I didn't grow up with gospel music. <laughs> oh my God, you're like, you're giving me uh, Miranda Curtis vibes because oh, yeah, you know Miranda. she was the same. She didn't grow up yeah. with gospel around her, you know, yeah. and that's crazy because I just said today to uh, one of my uh, friends on the phone. And I was like, I'm sure all of his family's in ministry. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure he comes from a ministering background. There's no way he grants <laughs> up. Uh -huh. He got to be generational setups of ministry. Are you telling me that's not true? I just drew all kind of false. Mis that is the, the furthest from the truth. Oh, my God. My preconceived <laughs> notions were horrible about you, man. I'm, I have an uncle who um, is a pastor, um, uncle mm. by marriage, but that's my uncle. Um, but that's it. I mean, my family, they, you know, they, they're Christians and they go to church. Right, but right. We weren't, I wasn't raised in the pew. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't, you wasn't, you wasn't, a, <laughs> you wasn't a, a pew baby. I was not at all. So do you draw from that, um, that, cause I hear it. You hear that like, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Y'all I'm going back to the song. I ain't leaving it. Okay. Ah, I know I hear y'all, but okay. I got to go back to this. Do you draw from that creativity Absolutely. when you are? putting something like this together because i hear it i feel it i'm like i should be grooving it is and, that, and i think it gives me a different um well it definitely gives me a different sound but it gives me a different perspective because i'm not i'm not coming to this 
I, like I wasn't raised on the Clark sisters and the Winans and the Hawkins. That wasn't my upbringing. I wasn't raised on choirs. Like that wasn't music that was inspired for me. I was raised on Luther Vandross and Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Anita Baker with Houston. You got me with Luther, Michael Jackson. That that's I. You know what? It's so funny you're saying Luther because I can hear that. And you know, your tonality is like, like you have great control. Thank you. Like I'm serious. You have control in areas where I know I'll be all over the road. I know singers that will be all over the road, and it's like, how do you get down? To, I mean, your articulation. Like you give a song. What it's that's like a fan. I'll, I should get fan of the year after this because, but seriously, uh, you give a song every emotion, your runs are, are never out of place. So, and what's cool is you don't have to run, so you can carry a note and throw a run on the end. Whereas some people, you know, they're gonna run the whole note and it, it never, it, it's never that solid hold. And you know, some people run just because they're running out of breath. <laughs> like you can, you, you know, it's rare for some, unless you're very skilled and you're very mm-hmm. um, heavy in your craft. Do you know how to really do it? And I tell people all the time, I have a great voice. I love my voice, but I'm not a singer. Mm-hmm. You know, I just sound good. <laughs> and I think we have to know the difference of if we're a singer or if we just sound good. Yeah. And I mean, you are definitely, you're a singer. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you're a singer. So I have to ask you, um, lastly, with this project, did it intimidate you? Because I, listening to it is in. I, I, I mean, let me let me show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look at all this music placement, you know, horns. This all this elaborate collection of sound coming together. This is a. This sounds like a high expensive project. <laughs> Listen to this. This is not like meet me in my basement. Let's get this song out. This is like. <laughs> Then when I watch the video and all of this stuff coming together, the backgrounds, y'all got to hear this. They're not all over the place. You're not hearing, you know, this sound is so hard to get and it's so rare nowadays. You don't hear this. You know how good they sound? You don't get that no more. You know what you stuck with? You can, like that JoJo back there singing, I hear him. Um, Does that not intimidate you? When you're in that space, because clearly it's a space far bigger than, than I mean, yeah, you can probably imagine it, but actually walking that out in such of a, I seen the church, I watched the videos, <laughs> I, of course I've listened to this album and the sound quality, and then when I walked in there just now, you were singing along with the album like, it's <laughs> nothing, you know, do, is it intimidating? Um, not intimidating. Um, I think because I I am aware of the gift that God has given me. Mm-hmm. Um, like with this album, um, it it does sound expensive. Uh, but <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have people it does. who who believed in the vision and wow. who who believed in the music as much as me. Um, and this project was done with friends. Um. I need them friends <laughs> so they can help me get this project pushing a lot further. Cause this, yeah, and they they were as um, committed to it as I was and am, and so I'd, I'd release this every year. <laughs> you go to my, you go to my, uh, what is it called? This, this, this discography, and you see this <laughs> you album see this seven album. times. 
Well, the the good thing, um, I'm now uh, signed to a, a label, um, so <laughs> I have some. <laughs> God is answering prayers as we speak. So everyone that listened and was like, I don't know why he ain't signed. He, he, so you're signed. I am signed. and currently, Sealed and delivered. Currently working. Sealed and delivered. Currently working on a new album with a budget. So With a... Oh, now, you know what? If I think if you get a budget, if this right. is what we got with little to no budget... With a budget, I'm just sitting here wondering. I already heard the the the, uh, the retro DJ mix, you know. And I'm like, oh, now he really going somewhere with this. Oh, uh, this is about to be crazy because uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Any release we, parties? Let me know. We grinded for this. Let me. And know. I was telling Zach, my producer, like after we made this album, I was like, we just need somebody to us and believe in us and back us right because we did this with little to nothing i i paid i, I worked i worked my full-time job and i paid for the studio time and paid for the mixing well, god that. gonna bless and now this situation that we have with with, with vegan bay music group and the budget vegan they, bay vegan bay are they vegan the owner one of the the owners is a vegan like not just oh vegan, that's neat like lifestyle so I was gonna say, so they included the culture and and mm-hmm. I like that. I'm, I, I'm not a vegan. Please understand. <laughs> 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 I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near or close to. The fact that you have to clear it up. That's like white people say, I am not a racist. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put that out I there. Have, I have black I, friends. I have a vegan friend. Yes, so he not. has a white KKK cloth on, but that is no reflection of me. Um, Michael, I am Michael Dixon. I am just, <laughs> I am just so glad that God afforded me this opportunity today to, to have a conversation with you. Um, and to celebrate your artistry, you know, to celebrate the gift that you possess. And so um, I'm fortunate. And it's moments like this that I'm grateful for, that that you would say, okay, sure, yeah. You know, because some people think, well, I'm signed to a label, and one of the owners is vegan. I ain't going nowhere. You know, (laughs) but you decided to say, no, let me step out. Let me do this. And um, at first I was like, surely he's going to call in. (laughs) He was like, I'm cool with coming in. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons why we clear the studio out to protect you guys when you come in. We want to keep it sanitized, clean, empty. Um, And and because we don't want to be uh, a hindrance. We want to be a blessing. But I have to say, your music is a gift to so many people. And you have not seen all of the people that your music is a blessing to. You have not met them all. And everybody's not a fan because you sound good. Some people are a fan because you have literally changed their lives. I being one of them, your music has blessed my life tremendously. So it is my prayer that as God grow you, um, that you remember who you are at all times. Let nothing cause you to forget your name. Wow. Because the world knows Michael Dixon. 
And we never would have known you if you were not yourself, if you were not passionate, if you were not willing to give yourself to this thing that does not always give you back what you give it. If you were not willing to give to people what you don't get. So as as serious as I can be, I love to laugh. I love to joke. Um, seriously, your voice, your talent, by the time your life is over, I, I'm just going to tell you now, I just want a front seat because I know this friend is going to be packed, okay? <laughs> but when it's all said and done, if it all ended today, you have served God in probably one of the best ways ever. And you've left behind, you have given us, just with this amount of gift and talent, enough to get through something. And so I'm grateful, man, that you have the confidence to trust God, the confidence to look at your situation and say, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going. Yes, it's hard. I hate struggling. So y'all jokers can get through. But I gotta. I guess somebody got to do it because I'm a writer and a singer. So I got to double for my trouble for y'all. I'm grateful that for me, you're strong enough to go through so that I can hear a song on a day where I really felt like the best thing to do was to take that truck and drive it off the side of the road to hear Hello Sunshine and tell me that it's already speaking to my now. It's already looking better. And there are people right now in the middle of the storm. I bought this song for nine of my friends. I downloaded it for nine. Give me your phone. I'm buying it. Bam. I did that for nine of my friends. I'm going to do it today. This is Friday. So those of you that drop a a heart in the comment sections or those of you who inbox, I'm going to do it for 10 of you. We're going to go ahead and buy not just the song. We're going to go ahead and buy the whole Walk on Water album for you. We will send you the payment for 10 of you. That's $100. Now, y'all better subscribe to my Patreon. <laughs> okay? Get my money back. No, seriously. I want to bless 10 people with this sound. I want them to get it in their ear because it got me through COVID. It, 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 you know, it got others through 2020 and beyond. And then to drop something like after this, that tells you, you know, I'm just... I don't know what else to say, Michael. I am just, I'm so grateful that uh, that you allow your gift to shine. And so, look, you guys, make sure that you work the comment section. Uh, it's always important if you're not following the Backview Crew on Facebook that you're following. Because it's like moments like this. I'm like Oprah. I'm giving away four albums, okay? You get an album. You get an album. You get an album because you, <laughs> you got to struggle. You got to struggle. <laughs> so since you all are going through, we want to help everyone out. We love we love the world, so why not? So I want to do this um, when the album drops. It's going to come 2021 or 2022? It's coming 2021 in the fall. Oh, in the fall? Oh, look, so we don't is, know. This is an exclusive. Oh, I'm releasing. Turn this music down. Wait a minute. Turn this music down. Go ahead and say what no you guys No one said. knows this, but I'm releasing an EP on my birthday. It's going to be three songs just as a get you ready for what's coming. Uh, my birthday is July 10th, so it'll release on the 9th. Um, and then Y'all heard this? Will come out in the fall. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Since, since, since. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, we I'm already in that number and, and I'm already here for whatever whatever's dropping and I know most of most of our listeners are because um you've just blessed us. <laughs> so, I have to ask cuz they're going to kill me if I don't. I need the socials and oh, not absolutely. your number. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me everywhere, all social media platforms. It's at Mike Writes and that's Mike M I K E W R I T E Z. I thought it was everything. 
Mike writes, and that's all of your social media. All of my socials. I am very social on social media. Um, I talk to everybody. I will Clearly, back. <laughs> he's here talking to me. <laughs> so I have to say, uh, your um, this I seen something. You were doing something big here recently. You were recording something. Oh yeah, like when did you see it? Oh, this is about a month ago. This is before I caught COVID. <laughs> yes, uh, the. The label that I'm signed to, um, all of the artists who are on the label, um, which is including Nikita Fox, if you don't know who she is. <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows who Nikita Fox is. Uh, we, did a, we did a collective album. Wow. Um, we put that out on Good Friday, I think it was. And so that's out. You can find that. It's called The Collective. The Collective. Okay, I need the link to that. I need to find that. Uh, this, after this. Yeah. What's happening for you after this? I mean, <laughs> what, what do you have coming up here in the near future that if people are, are around, they can catch it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we have the, the album coming out um, pretty soon. Uh, working on that, getting that done. Uh, we're also promoting the collective Sustainer album. We have a song at radio right now called Sustainer, uh, which I wrote featuring me. I'm singing and stuff. Uh, and that's uh, steadily climbing up the charts. So I'm super excited about that. Let's, let's go from Grammy nominated to Grammy Award winning <laughs> Michael Dixon. Okay. Goal. That is the goal. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. You guys, look, I, I'm, I'm going to back it up because I don't want you guys to kill me because we have been jamming after this. And uh, I'm excited that you get paid when we play these songs. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> because we wear them out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is none other than the uh, Mr. Michael Dixon. Uh, we are so glad that you were able to join us today. Again, uh, on behalf of all of us here on the back pew crew, thank you. Why are you looking so down? The last time I saw you, you were wearing a smile. And hey, you, why are you looking so bound? The last time I saw you, you were living out loud. Yeah, I know. You'd wish could change But know that weeping only lasts the night If you just hold on Things will get better There will be But you gotta go through If you wanna get to it You gotta go through, but you gotta go through it. If you wanna get to it, if you wanna get to it, whoa. Keep on walking till you reach Hey, you, why you just surviving? The last time I saw you, you had big dreams. And hey, you, why did you stop fighting? The last time I saw you. Your faith. No, I, 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 I